Dan, what the heck are you doing? Why are you holding your phone above your head like John Cusack and say anything? I just want Hannah to come back. It's not happening, dude. She's had enough of our shit. Welcome back to the Gimme Some Truth Studios on the corner of Glenway and Monroe for what we hope is another episode of Forwards Backwards Podcast. Uh, Dan, one of my favorite all-time stories is from the Grateful Dead. And when they were recording in the studio one of their albums, Bob Weir, the rhythm guitar player, turned to the producer and said, I want the sound of thick air. And the producer had kind of had it at that point with, his, with, with the dead and just wandered out muttering, thick air. He wants the sound of thick air. Which is all a way of announcing that uh, producer Hannah is no longer joining us. Uh, she's uh, currently uh, on hiatus. Hopefully, we we hope a sabbatical. Um, but uh, basically, she had you know had enough of our weird and obscure demands and and said that's enough of that. Maybe she we can like land in Donovan or like she comes back. We welcome her back into the fold, and then right before like the big podcast night, we just. Cut her oh. unceremoniously <laughs> and bring in Wando. <laughs> we need a Wando. <laughs> we need a Wando. Producers. If we had Wando as our producer, I think we would have even fewer podcasts making the air. <laughs> Poor Wando, because oh, everybody, geez. everybody who who watched that World Cup run up was like, no, Landon Donovan looked like an old old dude. He looked out of shape, out of speed, out of you know, wasn't up to snuff. So. You know, Wando's getting blamed for that. It's it's Landon's fault. He wanted to go on a walkabout. Nope, I take I'll take Landon's side in that one every day. Um, I've 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 mellowed about this because I've just become a better person as I've gotten older. You might not believe this, but there were I. Um, Dan, how many leagues? Have <laughs> no, you? We're, we're not talking about that. We're not allowed to talk about our soccer career and me getting ejected that, that, from a certain uh, soccer facility. That, that in this case, in usually usually it's. Uh, you know, so we can't like exaggerate our stories to make our career look better. I think in this case, it's actually for self-defense that we don't talk about our, our soccer careers. Correct. Yeah. So, so going back to my Wando story, I, I was at the, uh, it must have been the Gold Cup. Um, oh well, no, maybe it was that um, that Copa American Centenario. Uh, I can't really remember. USA Costa Rica. At Soldier Field within the last You're few years. You're turning into Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. You realize this. <laughs> within the last few years. I anyway. was wearing an onion on my belt. <laughs> but we were in a bar after the game, and Wando walked in um, uh, to meet some family members, one of whom looked like Cousin Eddie from Topeka, who had, you know watches one soccer game a year when he's within driving distance of, of nephew Chris. But um, it took every ounce of my being not to just scream at him about the miss against Belgium and my friends were telling me to be that, that be, voice be, you're uh, hearing by the way uh <laughs> as always I'm joined by Dan Fallon <laughs> who is the J-Lo to my Shakira oh on that note Dan do your hips lie um sometimes <laughs> When you're pulling a Lana-esque Cruyff turn? Well, I think that's why I got thrown out of that soccer facility. <laughs> yeah. It has something to do with my hips telling lies. <laughs> that, that to the fair. ref's face. To that. Preceded <laughs> by the words, yeah. Yeah. fuck you. <laughs> oh, most of us mellow in our old age. Not, Dan, yeah. no. 
and uh, unlike uh, producer Hannah, uh, Neil Havati has no shame, uh, so he'll be back for season two. Uh, however, he won't be here tonight as he is off uh, doing some preseason scouting. Very mysterious, you know. Uh, we we interact a fair amount on on text with with uh, produ- you know with with Neil. He's a mysterious guy. Well, you do. He never responds to any of my texts, which, which is ironic. Me, you which know. drives me nuts. Well, I think he at this point he knows yes. he knows that he's poking the bear. Yeah, and he's going to keep poking the bear. And until, I, I, until I he really, throws me out of the indoor soccer facility. Yeah, I really enjoy yeah. that. Uh, have you ever gotten him? I also think he likes promising that he's going to join whatever stupid indoor team you're still playing on. Yes. And he has yet not, to play one match. No, no. no. Why? I, I did enjoy, um, and this this comes up to what we're going into. Neil last year, of course, was listed on the roster as a midfielder. He was. Yeah, and he's still on the app as a, as a midfielder. Which, uh, by the way, they do need to update the roster for the app because for our conversation uh, this evening, I went to uh, you know the web the the app to look at the roster, and the roster is still from last year. Paging Jason Klein. Yeah. Uh, so we're going with Wikipedia. Um, oh. For what the about roster the information, I mean, I, I guess you could go to the website. <laughs> Do people go to websites anymore? What, what are? <laughs> uh, I, I was going to get everything from Reddit, uh, but decided against it. Um, and so, I, I think what we wanted to cover here this evening was kind of talk a little bit about the ingoings and the outgoings, uh, incomings, outgoings. A um, couple of guys we just haven't seen yet, so uh, I don't think that's ever stopped us from making baseless speculation. Correct. Uh, and then one thing I want to, you know, we want to talk about one thing we're not going to do on this on this podcast, which is come up for a name for these new bird-based teams and the rivalries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, F- Fort Lauderdale FC. First of all, my, my general, they finally got a name. Um, I don't think either one of us should, or I think it's Football Club de, de Fort Lauderdale or whatever. Um <laughs> I don't think either I think one. Fort has an e on the end with a tilde. Yeah, there's there's a an accent aigu. It's French and it's forte. Yeah, uh, forte lotterdale. <laughs> um, I don't think either one of us should bother learning anything about that team because I'm not entirely convinced. One that they're going to come into being, wow. much like the MLS team. I mean, the Nashville team, uh, the Nashville team, or, or oh, the you're Miami. About Miami. Okay, I mean, yeah. does Miami have 18 guys? Uh, I'm sure they'll find 18 guys. Uh, yeah, they have a coach, right? I think so. They've got Beckham. What else do you need? Well, That's been going. It's been <laughs> it's been a smooth sailing since they announced that club uh, 46 wanna, years I, I, ago. I, I think uh, we're learning important details here, which is posing in your underwear <laughs> does not necessarily make you a good business person. I've said this. Well, uh, whoever whoever consults with uh, Sir Beckham on his business. That was a pretty pretty good move when he came to the LA Galaxy. I believe he got a option on a club, a franchise for twenty five million dollars. Those clubs are now franchises are now going for two hundred, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, maybe and I he, think I saw three hundred for yeah. for Charlotte. Yep, and he exercised that option when when I think it was still one hundred and fifty million dollars. So. Uh, Nice, uh, l- nice turn of yeah. uh, and, turn of a few bucks there for, and then Mr. he should Beckham. have sold it over to people who actually knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, well, 
we could put him in front of, in charge of Manchester United. <laughs> no one would know the difference. Mo- <laughs> uh, that's for you, Neil. Uh, don't show up. That's what you get. Uh, but that boy, that's a that's a franchise facing some difficulties. And you know, FC Fort Lauderdale didn't have a name until what like earlier this week. They've had one tweet posted. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing this, you should probably you know do it a little bit. I mean, better. the good thing about Southern Florida is just the passionate fan base that supports all of those clubs. Yeah. That was um, sarcasm, by the yeah, way. Go to uh, a Marlins game. B- because this is also the second iteration of a team Correct. in Miami. The Fusion. Ooh, with Valderrama. Valderrama. Oh, good days. Who didn't love Valderrama? He's a fantastic player. Oh, man. And, and actually, something kind of dovetails into our next segment. Look at us. We didn't prepare. I mean, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> like Paul Rudd. Uh, speaking of that Keith guy, keeps explaining the jokes. It's getting even better. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say that guy has not, I mean, he's ageless. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not into that theory. I think he's aged just like a normal person, but okay, let's keep going. He's having a fun day. Yeah. Kansas city won the super bowl. Yeah. He's a big KC fan. Yeah. Chiefs or a blues fan. He's having a good couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's he's having a good well. career. He's yeah, a pretty, uh, good, pretty it's, good actor. It's worked out pretty well for yeah, Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. He's doing all right. Uh, uh, uh so but on that, you know, Valderrama was a classic uh, South American numero diez, a number 10. And in, in Ganche, as they say, I think I, I got that right in Argentina. Okay. And, uh, and sure. uh, our own number 10, uh, Josiel Nunez, not returning. They decided to, to keep, you know, his loan, uh, call him back to his home club in, in Panama, which... I think they, they were trying to put him in the shop window a little bit and mm-hmm. get him some exposure for MLS. And, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, a shame to see him go. And yeah. great player to watch. And I think one thing, you know, we've talked about uh, is his defensive work rate didn't always get the, the credit it necessarily deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was um, – yeah, I think he was important to a lot of what, uh, what we did on the pitch last year. And I think a lot of people would be sad to see him go. Um, you know, there were, I, you know, I think there were a few people out there who didn't always think he was putting in the effort, you know, a lot of uh, occasionally like kind of throwing his hands in the air and looking a little frustrated. And I think we talked about, I think sometimes some of the players he was playing with were not always on the same wavelength as him. I think technically, um, you know, Josiel was probably the best player we had out on the pitch last year, just sheer talent, ability on the ball. Um, and, you know, he sometimes seemed to be seeing things that, other players weren't seeing, and I think that's could occasionally see him kind of drift in and out of matches. I, I, you know, I wouldn't question his work ethic because I do think he he did track back, and I, I thought he always put in a pretty honest shift. But he he did look like a frustrated player at times. Well, and, and as well, that's one of the things with number tens that we often, you know, we and especially in the modern game, and I think you're seeing a lot of clubs moving away from the classic number tens. I mean, look at look at Man City, right? Who's their pure number 10. They don't have one. They have Silva and De Bruyne, but both of them are operating in very defined places on, on the pitch. Whereas Josiel, I remember, you know, he had that assist to, to Danny, maybe down in Orlando, where he hit the cross out from the left wing. And, you know, that's what a classic number 10 does, right, is kind of look around for those pockets of space. What's my favorite German word, Dan? I don't know. Rom Duter, <laughs> like Thomas Muller. And you know that that's it's a space finder. Yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. is the the word. And and I think modern football and, and part of it too is not just on the attack that you can't have that freelance kind of guy, but the the worry, particularly as you get up 
in the levels of, you know, football is the worry about the counterattack yep. and letting that guy have that free space and the de- defensive positioning in response. I mean, uh, other than Messi, um, who's, I would say, kind of sui generis, you know, kind of above everything else, um, he who's an, a classic number 10 in, in big-time teams? You can't really... Ozil, and he gets... Yep. Gets rations of abuse yeah. um even his uh, the season where he had something like 21 assists i think two or three seasons ago he didn't even make it into the epl team of the year um and i think it just shows that that those those qualities are not valued in the same way that, and it'll probably come back into vogue at some point um but i mean if you look at a team like our our liverpool <laughs> um the midfield functions as a very different unit. They're there to they're there almost as a defensive unit, and they're you know teams are and I, you saw it with us even later in the season. And we talked we've talked to Daryl and Neil about this. It's not long ball, but it's direct. It's get win the ball and get it up the pitch as quickly as possible, so you're in the other team's attacking third. So you're not seeing as much patient buildup, and if you are, it's usually in the back, uh, and you usually need a player like a JC Banks who ended up kind of sitting a little bit deeper who's who's moving the ball around so for this season it'll be interesting i mean i you know a lot of buzz around um one of our uh the, the michael, we're going to talk about michael vong uh, yeah, uh, in yeah. uh, in the next kind of segment in our incomings oh sorry we're doing yeah outgoings we're, yeah we're outgoings come I, on i didn't get the out um and we just got done ripping on miami but uh <laughs> our other outgoing is is going back to miami because uh, he's a florida guy yeah um Brian Sylvester. And, you know, I think we talked about it. I remember sitting here with, with uh, Chris Fox as we talked about uh, the match in Lansing to go to the playoffs and, and how all year it was really we, – we never had any doubts in, uh, in our goal. And now both of those guys, Coulter has moved on, taken another job mm-hmm. um, that uh, hopefully in the, the, the podcast from the vault uh, you'll be able to hear Daryl talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, but, uh, he's, he's moved on, taken another job and Brian, I think for a USL league one record was sold to (laughs) the championship team, uh, from Miami. Yeah. And uh, it's, and it is too bad. We went from having kind of our goalkeeping situation be maybe the most, uh, straightforward part of our club to completely in flux. Uh, and I know we'll get, you know, there will be a familiar face back next year. Um, listen, Brian had a great season. Ryan had a really good season whenever called upon. I didn't really want to see either of them go. Um, you know, at this level, hard to know, like, you know, uh, where, what is the kind of range of talent of goalkeepers that you're looking at? It seems to be a position where you hope you'd be able to go out, find someone, um, that could, could step into that role. I think Brian, great shot stopper, not always the best with his feet. Um, I think the the more intriguing part of this is the, is the transfer fee and what is this you know this kind of opens up um, another revenue stream for clubs that I think everyone kind of thought there would be a market but it was a little unclear like what people would be willing to pay um, you know without getting into all the the intricacies of the of the the U.S. soccer pyramid would some of the smaller clubs be maybe strong armed into to letting players go, but it seems like there's a market developing. And I think that speaks, uh, pretty well to, to the, to the league. And also if you're sitting there as an owner, 
it's the same thing as developing younger players and why, you know, we make the argument that there should be a, an open pyramid where teams can move up and down because you incentivize teams to go out, find talent, develop that talent and sell it on and use that to invest back in the club. So, um, yeah, and, I think that, that just adds yeah. the success story of forward Madison from year one, that not only were, do we have a successful season and people showed up and top all the things that, you know, all the stuff we've covered before, but that also we sold a player for more than any other club did. Yeah. And I, I, I think we all, you know, when you look at, at Brian's career, I mean, his ceiling, um, is definitely, you know, it could be MLS. I mean, I don't yeah. think anybody would would find it crazy if at some point, you know, he's he's bouncing around with a, an MLS team. And I think he has. He yeah. played yeah, like with about the twelve union. or fourteen yeah. matches for Philadelphia. Yeah, correct? And, and he had a great he had a great double save in yeah. the yeah, Open yeah. Cup a couple of years ago, which got him the I think got him the deal. He was playing for yeah a different club at that point. And so I think you know that's a that's a net positive yeah, i think you absolutely know, even if we're not getting to that that great uh promotion relegation the fact that clubs can discover talent and pass it on yeah i know you know we've we've talked to the guys in in lansing and the guys in lansing on their podcast mentioned this that they thought that was something that you know uh they had done quite well and yep. and were disappointed that that opportunity never right. arose that they could you know get those guys and now coach nate miller is with the with the aforementioned Landon Donovan at the <laughs> San Diego Loyal. Um, Terrible name. I do like. I do like the colors and the crest. Just if they weren't called that, I mean, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I. I, I what do I'm I know? Inter- what do I know? Well, I'm interested in, quite frankly, Landon Donovan as a coach. Is he the coach? I thought he's like the technical director. I think he's also now the head coach. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a great fit for Landon, but you know. Yeah. And I'm a Landon fan. He just doesn't come across as a head coach to me. I mean, but maybe we wouldn't have thought Jurgen Klinsmann as a head coach, and he's he's. I, I would I would take Herta. the exact same thing I just said about Landon Donovan <laughs> and transfer it to Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, I feel like they both should be like like the masseuse, like the guy like cracking you up while you're you know you're getting a, <laughs> getting a calf rub down, and they're like giving you some giving you some like new age kind of you know focus on the mind and the calf pain will go away and you walk out and be like oh god that guy's a genius i think by the way not in quite the 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 same way but one of uh, our valuable uh, de- off-season departures uh, k-dog k-dog uh, what do you want to say uh well i don't really feel like getting turned because he's gone uh, um that but, was that that one actually hit me a lot harder than i thought because um I mean, for the tweets alone. Yeah. Um, also, like, all kidding aside, the dude's energy was just amazing. And yeah. He'd, like, come over after the matches. And, yeah, it's a real bummer. And I know I know the players really loved having him around. And um, he brought, like, another level of, um, you know, professional. Yeah, well, this is how a, a pro club and yeah. the MLS works. And this is how it operates. And, you know, and a lot of that stuff does come down to attitude. Like, how are you going to behave? And how are you going to, you know, are we going to act like we're – third division or we're going to act like we're uh you know we're as good as anybody else out there and i think um he obviously brought that to the job every day we wish him well but yeah it yeah. was it hurt do we know where i don't even know where he, do we know where he ended up Has we he, we do okay. uh because oh, we do research <laughs> i have done lots yeah i was trying to skate around that but you just <laughs> walk right into the fact that we don't have any idea what's going yeah, okay. on okay uh no get, uh, but remember hopefully uh, in, not in, miami or nashville <laughs> in in the words of k-dog you don't have to get turnt if you stay turnt. 
so oh you want to move so on to the commas? Uh, oh, comma, man, comma, that comma, comma. Feed is is gold. Uh, you want to talk about the incomings? One, we, just one more outgoing. I uh, just wanted to say congratulations to Brian Bement. Yeah, who got who, picked up? Who to uh, needs to give his agent uh, a bonus because that guy's ending up with like like really good clubs. I mean, he played for us for a year, and now he's going to Chattanooga with a rabid fan base. Um, just one, and Brian's another guy. You know, I think he always came to play, like worked yeah. hard, did his job. Obviously, just didn't end up being the perfect fit for him here. But wish him the best. But man, I saw that today. I was like. That guy's that guy's yeah. doing all right for himself. Things are working out for Eric Beeman. Yeah, yeah, he's not like showing up at you know like yeah. Paducah or or uh, you know the club that kind of got a, a poor reputation. If we're we're just taking on reputations here, FC Hartford or Hartford FC, uh, which is where our, our signing. Voshik, I'm going to let you pronounce this. Voshik Voshek, I think, or I thought vice one versa. of them is a little different. Voshik Voshek Voshik. Okay. That's uh, that's you how I'm pronouncing tomato, it. Yeah. I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> uh, so, uh, came in with a pretty good, uh, sort of local boy, uh, originally of Polish origin. So, if we know whose Szczerzyniak hand was involved in this, um, but uh, sadly, has never played for Bialystok. Yeah, as far uh, as I know. Uh, but you know, from Chicago yeah. land area as well, played in the Fire Academy a little bit, and then last year was at FC Hartford. Uh, I think originally signed by Peter Wilt in yep. Indy, um, yep. and a guy that Peter wanted to bring in yep. last year. I as remember well. his name kind of bouncing around in the summer of uh, what was that eighteen? Yeah, and uh, so somebody they were looking to try and bring in, and you know, just yep. didn't work out at the and time. So in, a, in an injury shortened season in twenty eighteen with the Cosmos. He had uh, seven goals in 10 games with Cosmos B, uh, played at the Oklahoma uh, City Energy, so another kind of connection with Cuba. You know, uh, Cuba spent some time in Oklahoma for love. Maybe, you know, in in Woshik's case, it was for love of the game. Uh, but uh, spent some time there. Uh, got three goals in, in 17. But last year with the Hart- Hartford Athletic, not Hartford FC, I don't know, uh, had seven goals in 31 matches. And if you remember, that was kind of a dysfunctional team. Yeah, they were. Uh, you can look it up. There were some accusations of players not being paid and um, kind of financial uh, hanky-panky. Malfeasance. Uh, malfeasance. Uh, we don't want to make any any uh, legal stylist t- yeah. sort of comments. But Has um, he quit yeah. yet? Uh, I, th- I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. Okay, we yeah. should probably check with him. He keeps inviting me to basketball games, so I think that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, because you got to keep your good clients happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's that nobody wants to go see the Badgers because yeah. they don't know who's going to show up. But anyway, um, so here we go. Another another opportunity for someone to hold down the number nine jersey. I'm, I don't know if that's – is he actually wearing number nine? Uh, but uh, he's a big unit. Holy gosh. Yeah. We got some big – Big fellas that we've signed uh, this <laughs> this off season. Six four. Yeah, he's six four. We'll get to the uh, I think six five center back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, I, what I'm really happy about with this signing, um, similar to some of the guys we brought in uh, for year one, was the outpouring of support from clubs he's played at. Who were like, you're getting a great person and a great player. I think I, you know, Daryl's made that abundantly clear that it's not just about being uh, a great soccer player. You got to have, you got to got the whole package to play for us yeah. and be part of the community. And it sounds like this is like right up, right up Wojciech, Wojciech's alley. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see him. And I, I think you can go Boutros Boutros on him and just say he's got the same name twice. And thank fine. you for reminding me that I was going to say I, I, my, 
little known Wikipedia fact about him was that his favorite UN consul general was <laughs> Boutros Boutros Ghali. Who, whose is it? Though? Still one of my favorite uh, uh, jokes on, uh, uh, gosh, what was the Sasha Baron Cohen show? I'm like totally. Blind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Boutros, 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 Gali. Yeah. <laughs> listen, smoke weed every day and listen to Bob Marley. And he got Boutros, Boutros, Gali to say that on his show. It was, it was, it was amazing. Things that will never happen on this. <laughs> I don't know. Ban Ki-moon's line. I, I always like uh, Hammersvold as a, a UN. He was in the 60s uh, in charge of the UN. And I only know it because uh, of, of uh, M.A. Césaire had a, had a play. Uh. About decolonization mm-hmm. in in the Congo, where he was a character. Um, neither here nor there, but Hammer's fault. Okay. Uh, this we, we've gone Does off. The UN the ro- still exist? Yeah, I don't think Seriously? we're. Yeah, okay. UN still exists. Good stuff. Yeah, Ted Turner donated a billion dollars in early two thousands to kind of promote awareness of the UN. So Apparently clearly they've been enough. spending it well. Uh, so do you want to talk about uh, the other big unit or do you want to talk about... Uh, let's go big, let's go big, little, big, little. Okay. You know. So uh, then would we go Jamal Cox or would we go Michael Vang? Vang? I don't know how tall J- Michael, uh, Jamal Cox is. I think he's about 5'9". Let, let's see here. He is 5'9". Oh, that was a good guess. Yeah. Yeah, let's go Jamel Cox since okay, we're on his Wikipedia page. Since we got that right page. and we're on his Wikipedia page. It's <laughs> good a reason as any. Yeah, uh, it's like Jeopardy. Uh, so, uh, joins Forward Madison from FC Tucson last year. Uh, 23 appearances, three goals. Before that, uh, spent some time with the, the Sounders U23 and in their youth program. Uh, in particular, uh, you know, grew up in that, in that part of the world, in Tacoma. SeaTac mm-hmm. uh, airport code. Uh, <laughs> If you're if you're scoring airport codes at home, which I know a lot of yeah. our lawyer listeners do, uh, so uh, kind of joins up from from Tucson, so you know he's got the the kind of requisite yep. knows the league, uh, and what we've heard fast, yeah, and it sounds like you know he's we didn't have a lot of um, we didn't have players last year to really push Don and Paulo, and I don't mean that I don't say that as a dig. It's just they probably felt like every game if they were fit they were going to play. Um, and they produced yep. for sure. Uh, but uh, Don you want- was MVP in the first half of the year. You yep. can't really argue with that. But like, you know, when we brought in substitutes for them, it was often kind of square peg round hole with maybe the exception of Jiro, uh, you know, kind of is a, is a wide player. Um, but we didn't really have a like for like when Paulo and, and Don either didn't play or needed a sub. Um, you're often pr- playing like a Brian Bemen out there, you know, like, so you're kind of sticking a striker into a role that wasn't really a striker's role. So it sounds like Cox is definitely fitting more into that mold of those type of players who will, who will be pushing them for minutes. And, you know, I think as you see at big clubs around the world, being pushed uh, usually brings out the best in players. And, you know, hopefully it's a battle for, those three for those two slots because I imagine if we keep playing that four three three with uh, Wojciech up front, um, you'll be looking at kind of two open slots there. Yeah, and I also think you know as you know as the season went on, we talked about this. They got a little more direct. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and you know, I wouldn't say they were a counterattacking team. Uh, they got a little <laughs> more direct, right? And yeah, uh, having defended a little, bit, a little deeper. Yeah. Or, uh, well, yeah, and then 
tried to spring yep. right basically right mid right in midfield and then get yep. forward. And, and the goal wasn't to to knock it around as much. It was no. to figure out where they could pick up the ball and yep. you know get it forward. And I think having a little extra speed yeah. if you're trying to play that way definitely puts puts the other side under pressure yeah, quicker. And, and Paulo's not a burner. I mean no. Don Don has Don has decent pace, but you know, Paulo's more of kind of a technical get between the lines type of player. And so I think anybody, and anytime you can kind of stretch a team, um, you know, you can't you can't teach speed. That's uh, <laughs> did you did Troy Aikman say that last night during the Super Bowl? <laughs> I wouldn't know, um, but I, I I think as well, just having three guys for two spots um, in the abstract, you got to have it because it's a long season. Yeah, I mean, from now until until November, players have dips in form. Yep, uh, you know, one of the things Daryl talked about was how busy. Everything was in May with the U.S. Cup run. Yeah, you know we're starting eleven the US matches Cup. in thirty days last yeah. year or something like that because like the the Heritage game fell in there and the yeah. Augsburg game will be about the same about time again, time. right? And, so and so just dealing with that. I mean the the U.S. Open Cup, which we're going to talk about at the the very end. You know, finally getting one and what that means. Um, you know, we're going to have an April eighth and an April eleventh match just yeah. right there, yeah. right? And so that's that fixture congestion that um i yep. think daryl said that he may might let neil coach klopp style the oh. the u.s open cup okay. match i i i'm kidding no res- disrespect to shrewsbury um <laughs> by the way i know we're going to talk about it later but i do think it's funny that everyone's like finally we got a u.s open cup game it's our second season as a club <laughs> people acting like it's been like decades like <laughs> yeah. i remember when i was six and we had a home u.s open cup game it's like Everybody. It was yeah. three matches last year. We just happened to <laughs> we, lose. We them. just yeah lost out on the luck of the draw. And also, be careful what you wish for. It's April eighth. Yeah, I mean, well, so it's going to be sure it's going to snow. Yeah, you're going to want to hit the high noon and and load up on on Miller High Life's before <laughs> oh that, or whoever the official. Well, the long wait is over for a home yeah, U.S. Oh, Open Cup God, game. I remember the those years in the wilderness. Yeah, for I never this thought club. I'd see the day. Oh, it was it was so meaningful <laughs> that we finally got it. So on our our. Small, tall, small, tall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go, go back to tall. We go tall again. And who's our, we, we signed a defender. Uh, and again, a guy that when, you know, word came through, it was like, oh, boy. Uh, you know, all the fans of, of this guy, uh, you know, came to us and said, oh, this is a great guy. Jalen Chrysler. Yeah. Well, and, you know. Hopefully uh, I pronounced that right. By sure, the way, hopefully yeah. we pronounced Everyone's, anything right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I know we haven't gotten Wojciech's name right. I think one of the names is right. I think I need a more guttural. So. Um, uh, yeah, so a, a player who, um, Gonzaga, right? Yep, and, uh, and, and uh, then joined us from Detroit. Yeah, Detroit and so that's City the interesting year. part is that, again, um, he was, he, you know, he had a, had a very, very bad injury that kind of derailed his professional career from everything we've read. Um, but for me, the fact that he got himself back fit and then starting for Detroit city, um, another club with a rabid fan base who did, I think, did they win? Yeah. Uh, the, whatever the, the, the kind nice, of intertoto uh, cup, intertoto yeah. milk yeah. stout cup. Um, <laughs> the war cup was another one I I've, I've heard about. Okay. Lately. Okay. Um, so yeah, they won the intertoto cup of, uh, Dane County. Um, but it, you know, Shows a player who's got the mental fortitude to get himself back fit, got himself in at a pretty a pretty high level with that club, and 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 won something. I mean, having players that that win things is nice because they, they get used to it. So the, this um, is the Jose Mourinho theory, right? You want to win a, a trophy yeah. early on because people. 
people make winning a habit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see him. Um, it's an area, obviously we were going to need, we were going to need cover at with, um, you know, Wyatt, I think probably is starting to project now that he'll, he'll probably be on, I would assume is going to be on the loons roster this year or loan to maybe a championship club, but obviously an area of need for us. Um, I think Daryl hasn't, hasn't hidden the fact that, you know, Eric Leonard, may see some some minutes at center back talk about your small and tall yeah parents. yeah that is uh that is an old school hesky owen partnership <laughs> at center back um that's like 1970s england pairing yeah. right there but you know eric got, obviously yeah. being a ball you know kind of projecting a little bit more as a ball playing center back but um yeah an area of need so. yeah and you know uh still you know we're still waiting to hear about uh, whether you know connor tobin returns to the club um you know it'd be nice it'd be a good strong pairing but again you want some some flexibility some squad rotation there yep. i think eric's ability to play either in the in the six mm-hmm. or in the center back pairing is is a great thing to have yep. um also you know giro well and you know giro we, we've signed is is returning is an ideal wing back so if they even yep. want to look at playing you know three, three across the back yeah. with with wing backs that's you know and you can get that speed maybe from uh you know another new signing or from, you know, uh, now I'm blanking on the guy that we just talked about <laughs> from, uh, f- from Tucson. <laughs> I'm going to let Jamal Cox. Thank you. For, uh, you struggle yeah, there thank for a you. few more minutes. Uh, don't, don't get old kids. Don't get old. <laughs> uh, you know, you have Jamal Cox uh, yeah. playing maybe out there as well and, and gives you some tactical f- yeah. flexibility as well. So, um, it's nice to have another guy like that and a, and a guy who's proven that he can do it, I think has that, size that's always that we always look at you know like when you saw you know just produced on the great american center back factory in maytag iowa (laughs) you love that joke i do and i you know and like any joke it only gets better the more i beat it into the ground correct yeah i mean you just maybe sometimes you could explain it too so there's an actual factory maytag what they do (laughs) is they make center backs and so. they're tall, and they all look the same. <laughs> oh, I get uh, yeah, now. And I they get just it. press them. I didn't right get off. it. I didn't and get it. Why, Keith? That. Did you pick Maytag, Iowa? Well, because Maytag washing machines used to be made in Maytag, Iowa. And the Maytag man is always bored because they never break. Yeah, because they were always, yeah. you know, reliable. Although okay. all right. U.S. center backs have not been reliable of late, have they? Yeah, Miazga, no, I think. Yeah, went, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. it's been some. some John pretty, Brooks, I think, got hurt bad two injuries. weekends ago. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's that's a joke. Uh, much like Davenport, Iowa, used to produce couches, and that's why, or sofas, that's why Midwesterners will frequently refer to it as the Davenport. Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I learned that, and that the UN still exists. <laughs> really, big day Dan, for me, Dan. You should come in more often. Big day. Uh, so let's talk about our fourth and final kind of new oh, I'm excited incoming, about this one. and I think. Neil does not generally tip his hand about his feelings about these things or anything in general. Well, and other than he did to me because we text. I mean, oh, yeah. you know. Okay. Uh, but they were thrilled with this guy coming out yeah. of. Uh, I guess where would he be coming out of? Uh, Portugal. Portugal. Third division. Third division. I've watched some grainy video. Yeah. I'm digging uh, it. Uh, Shattuck St. Mary's before that, yeah. which uh, pipeline to uh, Gonzaga. So we're, we're you know, Gonzaga, of course, the yep. and we should give the shout to our new center back, you know, official yep. West Coast uh, he, Division he, One soccer team. He probably doesn't even know that. No. And so do you think he's going to listen to this garbage? Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. I mean, 
What about all the things we've covered today? Wouldn't you listen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this is a meeting of the minds, okay. if ever there was one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but yes, I actually... I, uh, so you've been watching the Grammys. I actually did watch, because like... like I, did you... Like, <laughs> are you in there, like, looking at this in the dark, and your wife comes in, and she's like... What are you watching? This got weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I have like my whole scouting thing down in the basement, like multiple televisions, uh, flat screens. Um, I have my uh, the projections, my screen. like Southampton uh, black box of data that no one else is allowed to look at, where I'm crunching numbers on nineteen-year-old uh, unsigned American players playing for third-division clubs in Portugal. I know, I knew who he was before we signed him. Like when Neil said, "Oh, we signed," I was like, "Yeah, I know." This oh, guy. Uh, of course, yeah. I was, I, I was communicating with my stat nerd friends. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so it sounds like Michael had an offer from uh, Full Ride to Pacific, um, decided he wanted to kickstart his professional career, found this opportunity to go to Portugal. If I'm not mistaken, his brother played on the Green Bay Voyagers I think last so. summer, and that's kind of, he was, uh, maybe took part in the, the tryout as well and asked if his, his brother could come along and here we go. We got a diamond in the rough and, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually did. I watched like a few minutes of his video. Uh, he, he looks like a really interesting project. I mean, he's he seems very comfortable on the ball. Um, you know, it's always hard to tell with the level of competition, but he certainly has an eye for a pass. I mean, kind of defense splitting passes, um, you know, ball into the midfield, quick turn, boom, get it out of his feet. Um, and, he, you know, he scored, in, in scored a, a goal over there. Kind yeah. of role, uh, a Bruno Fernandez role if we're – Making comparison to, to, to bigger. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, so I'm not going to make a comparison to some Manchester United legend. I have a little bit bigger, sure. you know, soccer vernacular than that. Yeah. Uh, shot two. Uh, but kind of that kind of player, right? Yeah. Uh, an attacking center midfielder, yep. kind of comfortable operating in, in a midfield three. And this is, yeah, and this is the, and again, getting back to kind of the Brian Silvestre comment, I mean, I think this is, you know, an opportunity for a young player who wants to be a professional, come into a club like ours where he probably, you know, obviously he's, he's I don't want to call him a local kid, but he's, you know, he's from Minneapolis. His family's not too, too far away. We've shown we have a platform. We're going to play against clubs that are going to see him. We have this connection to, to Minnesota, um, potentially another connection with a club uh, in another country. Um, I just think there's probably a lot of positives for a, a kid like him to look at this and say, Hey, that's a good place for me to go learn my craft and also maybe be seen by somebody else. And then it gets back to maybe if he has a great season or a great couple of seasons, he's an asset for this club to use to sell and then reinvest in the club. So I, I'm really excited about him just because there's, there's so much potential and upside to signing uh, a player. They used like to this. say tremendous upside potential. Oh, the when ROI is just yeah. the synergies and the, and the pivot to the ROIs and ne- synergies. Never bad mouth synergy, Dan. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And I just think it, it's, it's a need. It, it's, he, yeah. he's an exciting player. And that's another thing I think, you know, as we talked about around Josie L, uh, you know, there's an excitement gap sometimes. Yeah. And this sounds like a guy who can who can fill that excitement gap. Yeah. And I, I also think the chance for a guy like him to learn from professionals, you know, who yep. Don and Paulo, for instance, who have played at that you know higher level, that yep. next level, is invaluable for for a guy mm-hmm. like this who's just getting started. And and I think you know we're all very excited. Um, yeah, yeah. Based on three minutes of grainy video. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a fun signing too. Kind of yeah. 
came out of nowhere and, and, yeah. and you know finally came out of that trial which th- the trial processes yielded us a couple of, i mean it yielded kind of eric leonard as well last yeah. year yep so i think it's you know nice that they're they're still go- doing it and i think they're seeing the value mm-hmm. a little bit you know the roi on that yes. for instance so th- those are the new guys those are the outbounds that you know kind of were making news yep. uh that were were new uh, to us, those are the the new. We've got the core of the roster back, and I think you know between now and and the start of the season, we'll go just kind of walk through the roster and and talk through things, and maybe with Neil here get some some feedback on how preseason is going for guys, what what yeah. they're seeing, uh, talking about some of that. Uh, but that's where we are now. We've we've got a schedule. Uh, yeah, and I was going to say one other thing. I mean, you, it just going back to the roster for one minute. I mean, you can are, you can still see where the areas of need are. We probably still need another striker, um, at least one, um, probably another central midfielder, uh, some cover at outside back, although Carl Schneider can probably can slot in it right back. Um, and but, it doesn't sound like one of the off-season kind of possible outgoings. Uh, Pato Diaz, Christian Diaz, had, had attracted some attention yeah. from L.A., yep. was in camp with uh, Minnesota United at the end of the year. Um, I had you know, kind of put forth my theories about why we haven't seen Pato picked up, but it sounds like it's uh, a more uh, esoteric issue than yeah. anything to do with how he plays on the field or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, and I think we've – I don't know if we've covered this on the podcast, but um, – you know, the fact that he's not an American citizen means he eats up an international roster spot for an MLS club. And um, while I think a lot of people, including our head coach, think he's he's capable and at the level of playing an MLS, that does hold him back because he's he has to be a nailed on starter. Yeah. I mean, you've got you can't be burning that spot on someone who's just kind of filling out your roster at right back or left back. Well, and and well, not that he wouldn't fight his way into a starting position, but I think, you know, they have to be pretty judicious with how they're yep. using those slots. Um, but I mean, it's clear two MLS clubs inviting him in to train for the summer. We saw him all last year where I think we would agree him and probably JC were our two most, our two best players, in, most consistent yeah. every game. You knew you were going to get a performance out of them. So um, as much as I would love to see, Pato kind of fulfill that dream. Very happy to see him back. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just to give you a quick rundown where we stand today, uh, Eric Leonard is back, Brandon Eaton is back, uh, Don Smart and Paulo Jr., who we mentioned, Vital Nizgimana, uh, Nizzi, as he is known on the, on the team, back, local story, Carl Schneider, also a local lad, oh. as one of our own. Carl Schneider. I thought Carl was younger, by the way. I hope Carl doesn't take offense to this. <laughs> um, but I thought he was younger. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so Carl is back. Uh, uh, Christian Diaz is back, as we mentioned. J.C. Banks. Uh, goalkeeper, we do have Brandon Barnes back, who went out on loan that, a- at the end of the last year. Yep. Uh, and then, I have his gloves. I hope he doesn't want them back. Ooh, maybe... That's that's part of the the return deal they worked out. I mean, he probably doesn't want him back because I was using him to drink beer at the uh, Essen House the one night. I think they may have gotten a little bit of beer on them. A little sticky. That's yeah. that's good for goalkeepers. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, Giro back as we said, and then you know the the four new guys: Jamal, Jalen, Michael, and Voshek. Uh So up the goes. Yeah, up the goes. We're very excited, and one of the things we're excited for is that U.S. Open Cup match. Oh my god! It's Dan, been years, years Dan, since we've hosted one. Uncle Dan, tell me about the U.S. I think Open Cup. We, I think the last time we hosted a U.S. Open Cup match was before the founding of the U.N. 
It may have been. <laughs> uh, well, the Madison. I think 50- NATO was around. The, the Madison Fifty Sixers, when they were in the NPSL, did uh, host the wait US a minute. Open no, no, no. This is like England. There's no history of American soccer in Madison before USL League One. It's like the Premier <laughs> before League. Before the Mingos. Yeah, yeah, before the Mingos. Don't don't talk don't, to me about yeah. this Madison Fifty Six. None of that. Nobody no, cared. No, none of that happened. <laughs> As I've spent the whole season trying to round up interviews, yeah. <laughs> to talk about what. Soccer was like in, I've, I've in just, Madison I've just before. rewound our, all the yeah. good work we've done. Please, to- please don't listen to any of our old podcasts where we we make the case for the history of of soccer in Madison. Before. Soccer started on like May eighteenth, twenty eighteen, whenever the team was announced. <laughs> Sexual intercourse <laughs> whenever, was invented. Whenever in Jim Casmerick came to Madison yeah. and said he's always loved the Madison Phil- market. Philip Larkin, uh, you know, sex was invented in nineteen sixty three between the. <laughs> Between the later Chatterley ban and the Beatles' first LP, <laughs> I think, if I'm citing correctly. God. Um, you're welcome. That's yeah. the third thing yeah. you've learned. Yeah. But uh, U.S. Open Cup, and, and I, I think for the, the sake of, of American soccer, I'd really like to see clubs get into the U.S. Open Cup, especially if you're pushing the, the pyramid narrative. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's great fun, and I, I just wish, you know, March Madness is super popular, and I was listening to someone talk about this on another podcast. It's like, why don't you push the FA Cup in the way that, you know, the March Madness is, is pushed? Because you have that giant killer narrative, you have yeah. all that fun stuff, and and so that, I mean, I, I know we're going to turn out on April 8th in probably Let's a sweet turnt. storm. Uh, I'm going to stay turned until then. <laughs> uh, we're going to turn exhausting. out. exhausting. Yeah. Well, you I don't know start, how K Dog better does start it. working that comma button on your <laughs> on your tweets. I, I don't know how K Dog does it, but I, he is it's impressive. Um, <laughs> speed, I he's think. gonna yeah. <laughs> do, do we drug test our kit man? Uh, so uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, we, we're getting Lucky two and, and two f- great fan bases. Actually, it's you know the, the Chicago FC oh, or oh, Min- yeah. Minneapolis. City. I thought you already knew who won. I was like, that game hasn't happened yet. No. Uh, yeah. Well, like Biff Tan and I have the sports almanac for the future. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Minneapolis City FC as yeah, well. Yeah. Great, lo- great logo. Great, yeah. great uniforms. Great fan base. Another bird club. Yeah. Uh, again, right. they have a not not creating any rivalries. First of all. We only have one rivalry extant, and we all know what that is, the Henny Derby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you, that, that was an organic, organic derby. You don't just make that happen. Is Hennessy organic? Uh, it's made in France, I believe so. <laughs> I think it's got to be. Sure. Yeah. I'll go Why with wouldn't that. It? You know. Uh, but is it, it gluten-free? I don't know. Are you going gluten free? No. Okay. Just wanted just to know. Wondered. Yeah. Just want to know. Just random trivia about if I'm bringing anybody along. Just want yeah. to make. I, it's it's so a I, cognac, so it's from the cognac region in France. It's uh, generally considered like an apple brandy. Yeah. Uh, deep yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 an aperit- uh, an after dinner, a yeah. mark, as they call it, a, a digestif. Yeah, not an aperitif. Yeah. Uh, this is. Th- we're just getting dumber. Yes. Uh, anything else that that folks should know about as uh, we get ready for the season? We're hosting a U.S. Open Cup game. It's amazing. Uh, I never thought of it. Our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, having a competitive home match before the home opener. I mean, so what, we have two games in f- four days. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's April 8th, April 11th. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm By there. the way, I just imagine, like, people listening to this podcast who expect us to know stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I imagine there are people there with, like, these dates, you know, like... 
tattooed on their arm. Well, I mean, at this point, like, why would, like, if, I know we make the joke, like, if you're trying to learn anything about current events, we're not the place, but, like, getting dates, like, everyone's got it in their freaking yeah. phone. Like, it doesn't really, yeah, like, we got a couple of games, like, the second week out, uh, April. Um, I will say I was a little disappointed that I, I actually can't, I won't be able to go to the U.S. Open Cup game for, I'll be traveling for work this time, not for any uh, sort of musical extravaganza, but, um, I, I, I mean, I'm missing the chance to see a home U.S. Open Cup match. It'll probably never happen again. No. Uh, first, well, actually, uh, first and only time in our lifetime so far. Since before the U.N. was founded. Indeed. Okay. This, is, this is bold. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did talk to my friend, uh, and I am going to be in the box for opening game again this year because I, I refuse to sit with you peasants in the flock end in, in, in if early you all, April. Yes, if you all recall, Keith did not actually sit in the flock end for the snow match. He was in the... In the uh, so yeah, sweet. So I will wave to you like I did last time from the warmth and protected uh, cushion of my of my box. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Also, you know, I want to give a, 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 a tip of the tip of the cap to the club for uh, um, including the U.S. Open Cup match now for season ticket holders. I oh, thought that was yeah. super nice touch because you know they don't uh, you know they don't have to do that, and uh, we, I, I know I really appreciated getting that email. Like, oh, it's cool, another another ticket to another match. So, um, but you can't go to it. I cannot go to it. I will make sure someone else gets to go though. I mean, I I think that's what Alanis Morissette would call ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I'd call it shitty. (laughs) It's a free ride when you're already late. Yeah. It's not ironic. It's just shitty. Like I'm like, (laughs) God, that's Uh, that's what I thought about that song when it came out. Like I just thought the song should have been called, well, that's shitty. Yeah. Like man, God, it's not ironic. (laughs) And listen, great album. Jag little pills. Oh, I, I, apparently she's doing a tour where she's playing it in its entirety. I That's think. great. I mean, that album was incredible. It was a banger. Uh, it slapped. Uh, yeah, it slapped. But yeah, it's just uh, shitty. I'm, I can't believe I'm missing it. But I kind of hope it's Minnesota. Got to be honest. I'd, I'd like to see. I know because some of their folks have already come down for our matches. I think um, some of the folks that are involved with uh, Minneapolis City. Yeah. Yeah, but also uh, some of them are, I think are United fans. Yeah, and, they're and kind both, of and so they have a yeah. good. They have a good. Um, Support group supporters group, and it'd be great to see them come down. And um, I could be conflating things there, so if you're not into both clubs, I'm really sorry. But I know they have a good good group. I think their coach came down last year at one point, so um, that I think that'd be fun just to keep that Madison. And you know, if you're ever you know looking to just kind of hang out with two guys who just don't know anything about soccer, feel free to reach out to Dan and I. What's our Twitter handle, Dan? Uh, at forwards back wa two. Indeed. Are we ever going to change that? Um, didn't I? I think I asked you about that, and I feel like you got a little defensive. No, like, I, I think said, I, s- I said, Dan, if you want to do something for this podcast, <laughs> you can change it. I think what was the first thing I said to you when I walked in today? I said, shit, I totally forgot about this until like 20 minutes before I needed to be here. It didn't show at all today, Dan. That's, that's a true not, story. Did not show at true all. True story. Uh, so uh, we're going to head up the hill to the to the village as we do every Monday evening uh, for uh, to treat our guest uh, this evening to to uh, some pitchers of beer, which means Keith and I get to drink more because yeah. we have no guests. Uh, and uh, remember, uh, forwards, not backwards. Upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling to freedom. Hashtag Boutros Boutros Golly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>